You're listening to The Preppy Podcast. I'm your host, Patricia May Marish, and I'll be interviewing the brands, businesses, and influencers who are keeping the modern preppy lifestyle alive. Each Tuesday, I'll bring you a new episode, but if you're craving more preppy, then shop the merch at thepreppypodcast.com and follow at The Preppy Podcast on social media. Today I'm talking with Jenny of Honey and Hank. I was thrilled to meet Jenny last month at the Southern Sea as she was in the same small group session as me. I already was familiar with her product though as we bought Will's mom a set of her Minnesota tea towels. So let's chat with Jenny and learn more all about her fun designs with a wink. All right, so why don't you tell everyone who you are, where you live, and what you do? Um, Well, I'm Jenny Smiley. I'm the founder and designer for Honey and Hank, and I live in Dallas, Texas. I love that. First of all, I love your last name. There's no better last name than Smiley, I think. (laughs) It's such a good one. Yep. I definitely married into a good name. (laughs) (laughs) So now let's kind of go back to the beginning, your childhood. You know, you do a lot of graphic design work with your business and your brand is known for the amazing graphics. And we'll talk a little bit more about those later. But have you always had an interest in design or art? Um, what was kind of your childhood like? Like, were you always creative? Yes, I, I, I have. I've always had a creative streak. Um, in fact, my grandmother taught me to sew. And um, she actually had a sewing room in her house, like just where she just had all these like scraps of fabric. And she once she taught me how to use the sewing machine, she would just kind of let me go to town. And, um, you know, one of my most like formative creative memories was um, when I was eight, Um, my grandfather had built, um, a doll bed for one of my dolls in the wood shop that he, they had. And, um, so I made some doll bedding, um, out of whatever, you know, all the various fabric scraps that she had there. And I was so just in love. I I came home and I told my mom, I said, when I grow up, I want to, um, design bedding. And that was like my dream. And, um, but I was always like sketching and painting and drawing and art and actually history were, were my two favorite subjects. Oh, very cool. fun. Yeah. That's super cool. I remember um, I grew up with American Girl Dolls, so I loved, you know, all of their accessories and making them <laughs> things too. I feel like yeah. a lot of us, us girls grew up in that era of dolls and um, totally. especially American Girl Dolls with all the accessories. So that's so fun that you, you know, sort of got to be creative as a kid and you sort of discovered your passion then for design totally. and creating so early, even totally. though I'm sure, you know, back then you didn't realize it, but now it's funny how full circle things come, right? Totally. I mean, it's just sort of the sense of like, especially for an eight-year-old, right? Like this sense of freedom of like, I can choose whatever I want, whatever I think looks good. You know, it was like this, oh my gosh, amazing. So <laughs> so now when it comes to school, um, where and what did you end up studying? So um, I went to Texas A&M and College Station. Um, and I actually started out in their architecture program, um, oh. with like the eventual idea of becoming an interior designer, because that was the closest thing that I could kind of come up with that was like bedding designer. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> I was like, well, interior designers, you know, like oftentimes make custom 
you know, betting for their clients, whatever. And, um, but then I changed majors and I ended up finishing up with a communications degree and a minor in art and architectural history. So, yeah. So a little bit different from what I went in thinking, but you know, at a certain point I was like, wait, I don't want to be an architect. So why am I doing the architecture? And that's hard. That's a lot of school of being an architect and a lot of measurements and things like that. It is crazy. I was like, what am I doing? (laughs) That's so funny. I have a few friends that even with an interior design degree, that's a lot more technical and yes, um, yes, construction and measurement based than I think a lot of people think. So it, it really is. It's crazy. All the codes and everything. Yes. Yeah. So. <laughs> so you graduated then with a degree in communications, right? I did. Yes. So now what was your first career? Did you go into something in communications, marketing, PR, or did you kind of fall back on this interior design idea that you sort of always had? So I, well, actually my very first job, I worked in the advertising department at Neiman Marcus, was like an intern there. Well, actually before that, I was an intern between my junior and senior year in their photography studio with Horchow and Neiman Marcus. Oh my gosh. Um, And then did, uh, worked as an intern in their advertising um, department downtown Dallas, and then went to work for um, an interior designer named Cynthia Collins in Dallas. She's an amazingly talented designer, um, and I learned so much working for her. And um, then I went on to work for um, a hospitality design firm called Wilson Associates. Okay, um, and I worked first there, you know, just as an interior designer um, on this project down in. Um, in Mexico, in Cabo, which was crazy going down there as like a 22-year-old, you know, like renting a car, (laughs) pretending to be older than I was so that I could rent a car. (laughs) Um, But anyways, and then um, I ended up working in their business development office. um, And I really, that's where really I I honed my graphic design skills because I was always working on, um, you know, projects kind of between their PR group and then their business development office. So um, that's kind of where where I, I ended up kind of refocusing more on graphic design. Mm-hmm. And I eventually, um, you know, left there and was a freelance graphic designer when I was hired as the creative director for um, a Dallas-based brand called Barrington. Mm-hmm. And um, I helped them launch their line of women's accessories. I designed all their patterns that they print on their bags. And I really kind of leaned into my preppy side when I was there. Yeah. So. I mean, that's such a such a great brand to have worked with. Yeah. I yeah. feel like everyone knows of it. Um, so <laughs> it's now, been fun to watch them grow. Definitely. So how did you learn then your graphic design skills? Because was that in some of your communications? I mean, I have a you communications know? degree and I feel like we don't, we'd never learned that much design. Like yeah, I learned a don't. little bit, but so I'm curious, like where you learn then these skills and, so, you know, obviously you have some talent in it, but how'd you, how'd you pick this up? Well, so yeah, I mean, communications I've learned is a very broad degree <laughs> and it's different at so many different schools. Mm-hmm. Like in some schools, it's a really art heavy degree. And in some it's like, well, like at a and it, it actually was pretty like, I think it was in a liberal arts college. I mean, it was like very academic. And, um, so, you know, in answer to your question, no, I, I really didn't spend a whole lot of time learning like all the programs and stuff in school. I actually, my dad bought the programs for me and put them on my, my school Uh laptop. And so I just always 
was playing around and learning on my own. And so I'm really self-taught. Like I've anything I've ever learned, I just Google it and watch a little video about how to do it. And I just sort of like add that to my little tool set. And so, you know, over the last, what, 15 years, I've picked up a lot of things. <laughs> so, wow. That's yeah. impressive. I feel like most people that I know that use any of the Adobe or Photoshop, whatever it is, you know, they're bloggers and they, they know the minimal for, uh-huh. for like their collages and just to edit their photos. So to learn all of that, you know, yourself is a lot and that's super impressive. Well, it's a lot if you look back over like that number of years, but it's like not a lot if you like break it out into, you know, once a month or once a week, I'm like, oh, how do I do that? Mm-hmm. Oh, I'll just Google it. You know, it just yeah. sort of like builds up. So. Got it. That makes sense. Okay. So you worked for Barrington and then what was the idea for Honey and Hank? Where did that come from? And kind of what was the journey to this idea and then being like, let's do this? So, okay. My husband is Taylor is his name. And we had always talked about um, starting a brand. We both have like a super entrepreneurial bent and he's creative as well. Um, And you know, when we met, he had just moved back from New Orleans and there were a couple of brands that he, he really liked there that were, that celebrated kind of NOLA culture and things that were sort of endemic to the city. And, um, we really both loved the idea of a brand that celebrated places, but sort of more of like in an elevated preppy way. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, I also wanted a way to make the idea bigger than any one city, right? Like, because there's no way I could know every nuance of every city in America. (laughs) And if there was ever going to be a way to grow, you had to know that information. And so, you know, one night um, after my kids went to sleep, um, I was up designing and I just started sketching the states and I digitized them and just started playing around with them in Adobe And I tried to think about them as like graphic shapes and I sort of disconnected them in my mind uh, from the way that they look on a map. Um, Mm -hmm. And so I would just sort of flip flip them, rotate them, scale them. And then it was like one of those really magical nights. I was up all night long and I was like, I had turned on a fire hydrant and all of a sudden like these patterns just sort of exploded and like after that night, I had like over a hundred designs. Oh my gosh. And I woke, Taylor woke up the next morning and I was like, um, babe, I think I've really got something. (laughs) And I mean, a a lot of those are even still in production that were from that original night. Oh, wow. So which are some of the ones that were from that original night? Um, okay. So one of the first ones I did was the blue hydrangea. Mm. which is the 50 states that all yeah. make up each flower. Like yeah. in each flower, there are 50, all 50 states. And that one was one of the first ones. And that one was like, I literally got chills when I, when I uh, designed it. I was just like, I really think I'm onto something. Like, yeah. It was, it was kind of a cool moment for me. Oh my gosh. Okay. So you stayed up all night designing a ton of patterns. Yep. Now, what were some of the steps to making it a business? Like, did you come up with a website next? Um, the name, like, let's talk through that process of you've had, you have this idea, you have some prints. Now, how do you make that a business? So 
you know, I mean, obviously I, I said I started with design. I'm I and not just that first night. Like mm-hmm. I probably for two months I would just look forward so much to getting the kids down and then like I would just stay up and create and it was like it was just so much fun it like it was really the funnest part of this entire process yeah um just to like see what came out you know and um so I did that for a couple of months and and then I was kind of addicted to it actually and, <laughs> <laughs> but I knew that if this was going to work it had to start with great design and um I really just believed in my idea And, um, you know, there were things that I didn't really know, um, like the nuts and bolts of how to start a business. And, you know, I was really came at it more from the design side. Mm -hmm. Um, But I ended up um, along the way, I met some amazing guys, um, Eric and Rick, who um, really had some great experience doing this type of thing, like building a company from nothing up into, you know, $20 million, $30 million company. And ended up partnering with them. So it's been really great to have, have them be a part of this adventure with me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, And so I think, I guess what I would say is that, you know, there were a lot of things I brought to the table and then there were things that I felt like it's okay for me to ask. I don't know these things and I don't, I'm not expecting myself to know these things. So, um, but yeah, we launched we launched the brand um, in Dallas Market in January 2019 with just pillows. And um, I think we had like 14 states, designs for 14 states and plus nursery rhymes for that sort of secondary capsule collection. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Now, so going back to finding partners like Eric and Rick, I think so many people don't necessarily know how to do that. And I watch a lot of Shark Tank. Yeah. <laughs> but so can you talk a little bit about that with people who maybe have a business or are starting a business? And I guess, did you network with these people? And that's how you discover them? Or how, like, how, did how do you happen? build your team, I guess? Well, I honestly can't say they, they it sort of fell into my lap. I, okay. um, I was talking about, um, my idea, I literally just had the design, right? And mm-hmm. at the time I was still working for Barrington. I was just doing this in my off time. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I showed my designs to a good fam- you know, friend of mine from high school and college who had just gone to um, Wharton Business School. Yeah. And basically I was like, hey, Jack, I need some free, free business advice. Um, can I show you my design? <laughs> <laughs> and what I was really looking for was like, um, you know, I could see that this was going to be able, if the idea got bigger, you know, there's 50 states, like that's a lot of designs. Like how do you manage inventory? Cause at Barrington, what I was used to, everything was made to order. So you didn't have to have inventory really of any particular skew. And so, but they have like the benefit of having their own factory with their own printers and everything. So, you know, that's amazing for them. But, um, so anyways, I talked to my friend and he said, well, you know, we actually didn't learn that at Wharton, but I do know somebody who was my friend there and I'd love to connect you with him. And so, you know, his friend was Eric. And so really I just had been reaching out with business advice and then kind of just turned into more. So, um, yeah, I mean, so you never know, basically you never know. I mean, who, I, I think who knows like, who exactly. Okay. So 
Now, how would you describe Honey and Hank to someone who isn't familiar? Obviously, I know the brand, but tell someone who's not familiar and the special design aspects that make it so special. Um, yeah. So, you know, for somebody who isn't familiar with it, um, I like to say it's a celebration-focused lifestyle brand for the home. Um, we use our signature Design with a Wink style um, to create fun prints that are, like, they use nostalgic icons that represent mm-hmm. places. So that means, like, states, pets, pastimes, or traditions. Um We've currently got pillows, napkins, tea towels, melamine dinner plates, scarves, and face coverings. Um, But really the funnest part for me is watching people have the aha moment when they realize that the prints that they really just kind of like at face value when they look closer, it's actually made up of little like Georgias or Mm -hmm. golf clubs or golden retrievers. And they're like, it's this sort of second moment of like, oh, wow. And you know, they're not, the, the prints are not in your face. You don't immediately see it. And yeah. so, you know, when people look closely and they see it for the first time, they, re, you know, have a, a really strong positive reaction to it. And that's super fun for me. I love that. When we were at the Southern Sea, um, I was already familiar with your product because I had bought it, obviously, for Will's mom. Um, but when we were there, my friend Jessica wasn't familiar. And so at, <laughs> from far away, it just looked like a cool print. And then I was like, no, no, no. It's like the shape of the states. And then she's like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. Um, and she had loved it because, you know, she had just moved from Chicago to Charleston. So it was great that she could get, you know, the South Carolina one and the Illinois. And it was perfect. So That's I think so it cool. is such a great product and it has that little surprise to it that not everyone realizes at first. Totally. Totally. It's yeah. And it's just like, to me, that's like, you know, there's like the design aspect. That's my Mm -hmm. favorite part and seeing things come to life. But then there's also, I think equally like seeing people be introduced to the concept for the first time, because it's really not something that is out there, you know? And, and so it takes a second sometimes for people to really get the idea, but then they get it and they're like, whoa. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Now let's talk a little bit about the name. I feel like people always wonder about the name. So tell us where the name came from. Yeah. So, okay. The name is Honey and Hank and actually it's named after my parents. So their, their names are Jan and Rob Hankinson, but their grandparent names for my kids are Honey and Hank. So it would be like the equivalent of, you know, somebody naming their company like Mimi and Papa or something, you know, it's like, but that's what my kids call my parents. That's so fun. I remember when I was a kid, I called my one grandmother Mama Foxy and my other one Mama Muffin because those were their pets. Um, One had a cat named Muffin and the other had a dog named Foxy. So it's like Uh, if I called a company Foxy and Muffin. Yes, exactly. Exactly. I love that name. That's cute though. Um, okay, so now you have this great business, this great concept, um, some products, you're going to market. What were some of the ways you spread the word and continue to spread the word about your business? Like what's been your form of marketing? Well, I mean, Instagram has been big for us. Um, we've worked with some influencers and we're hoping to, you know, work with more, you know, in the next, in this next coming years. Um, and then Eric has, you know, good experience with digital advertising, which I totally don't understand. <laughs> I'm glad he does. Um, and so, you know, I think also like getting we, we've, we're in about 200 boutiques 
uh-huh. like nationally. And um, that has also really helped as well because, you know, people need what, seven touches before they're on average, before they're ready to pull the trigger. Yeah. And, you know, seeing the pers- the product in person is really huge too, to be able to touch and feel. And um, I mean, word of mouth is the biggest, right? Because yeah. I mean, all of these other things are really just supporting word of mouth. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like with an idea like this, that's really such a, I hate to use the word unique because it's a bad word, but um, it's, it's a new idea. Yeah. It's a new concept. And so it's easy to talk about because people can say, oh, have you heard about this? You know, it's really like this hidden design thing. you got to yeah. see it. You know, so it's a fun to talk about. Definitely. Now, in terms of design, where are you getting inspiration for new designs or new products? Like, you know, you're creative, obviously. So where does inspiration strike for you, would you say? Well, um, I mean, I love color. um, And so, you know, I'm always looking at color combinations, just things that I see anywhere. I mean, it could be a billboard. It could be a... um, you know, something I see like outside or out, you know, it's, I'm always looking at color, but in terms of this particular idea, um, I think I'm always looking for ways to tap into and celebrate existing communities of people, like Mm -hmm. from a state level, obviously like we already have that to a school level to just like a tribe of people who love bulldogs or tennis or Christmas, like things Mm -hmm. that they already love. And it gets me super excited to, um, I guess, to bring to life in a new, fresh, elevated way, something that someone already loves and kind of letting them see it again in a brand new way and fall in love all over again. And so that's like super inspiring for me. That's very cool. Um, Now, who, you know, I guess this sort of is that same question of who inspires you. So obviously it sounds like your customers and people, um, who have a tribe, but is there someone that maybe you go to for business advice or you admire their style or, um, sort of who inspires you? Yeah. Well, I mean, my, my go-to person for advice is all <laughs> my husband, Taylor is like, He's the one that brainstormed this thing and dreamed this dream with me. I mean, he's Mm -hmm. not working, you know, at all full time in this, but he kind of like, we kind of dreamed it together and then I was off to the races. (laughs) And, um, but he's like always my person that I go back to. And, um, he's like one of the most creative and inspiring and motivating people I've ever met. Um, so I feel like I'm so blessed to have this like partner. And I mean, he's my partner in life, but he's like, super helpful when it comes to like, you know, ideas, especially around like messaging and, Mm -hmm. you know, what is this, how, how are you respond to this design or what do you think of this or that? And, um, I feel like I always have a sounding board with him, which is great. Um, but then obviously like my business partners are super helpful to go to Mm -hmm. for advice, especially, you know, around things that I have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, yeah, I mean, I guess the, the kind of those are my people that I go to for advice. They're your um, tribe. Yeah, they're my tribe. And I mean, I would say people who inspire me, I mean, I think the thing that I'm most inspired is um, when I see like other women, and I'm specifically thinking about like my cousin Ashley or um, 
you know, one of my neighbors, there's these women who work full time and have amazing businesses and have like three kids and have like, I don't know how they do it all. And I'm just like, <laughs> I just, I find myself like thinking, okay, like if they can do it, I can do it. You yeah. Know? And so I, those are definitely sources of inspiration for me. Aw. Now, what have been some of your greatest challenges? I mean, with all business, there's always challenges. So what would you say has been one of the biggest hurdles that you've had to overcome? Um, well, I would first off say that small business is a series of challenges. That's yeah. like what it is. <laughs> um, and I, I didn't fully appreciate that going into this, but um, I've certainly learned it kind of on the fly. Um but I would say, like, our biggest asset is probably also our biggest challenge. And mm-hmm. by that, I mean, you know, with a state concept, um, we just have so many prints. We just have so many different SKUs. And it's really the thing that I was kind of looking down into the future and was originally interested to talk to my friend Jack and then Eric about, like, how am I going to manage this number of SKUs? <laughs> That's a lot. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that has kind of proved out to be the thing that is probably the most challenging. You know, keeping up with that inventory, knowing how much to buy um, has been a learning curve for sure. Yeah, I think any small business, you know, it's a series of hurdles. And and some of those, you know, it's looking at them and learning from them. And a lot of times those challenges end up being blessings in disguise, I've figured out. <laughs> yes, Totally. Totally. Definitely. I mean, I wouldn't so now, change the idea. Oh. It's just that it's hard to kind of manage. <laughs> yes. Totally. There's a lot of a lot of things to juggle. Totally. So now what's been some of your greatest successes? Like what's a pinch me moment, something you're really proud of that you've accomplished or achieved during this business? Um, well, two kind of jump into my mind um, when you ask that question. The first time that we um, – found out that we were going to be featured on Good Morning America was like amazing. It was a huge high. And the other one that kind of jumps into my mind is um, there have been a couple of posts that um, Reese Witherspoon on her personal Instagram has put up that have our pillows in the background. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) And it was like, oh, my gosh, what? So it was that was really kind of a pinch me moment for sure. Definitely. Now, so going off of that, then, if you could have anyone have your products, like a celebrity, an influencer, a royal, um, or maybe it's like an icon that's no longer with us that's Mm -hmm. passed, like, who do you think epitomizes your brand that like, you would love to see use your products? And it might be Reese, who already clearly does. I mean, mean, (laughs) but, um, but, you know, beyond Reese, um, I would say, um, I've always just loved Jennifer Garner. I think she's so mm-hmm. precious. And I love yeah. the um, new like cooking series she's been doing yep. know, during the pandemic. And so I would love to be able to, you know, get her some of our tea towels and stuff to use in the kitchen. That would be amazing. Um, and the other one is that I think of is uh, uh, Jenna Bush Hager. Uh-huh. Um, because, you know, we have like the common like Texas connection and we actually have some mutual friends, which is hilarious, but, um, (laughs) but I would love to get some products into her hands as well. Definitely. And I love Jennifer Garner's Instagram feed. I think she just has such fun content and she just seems like a genuine, nice person. Like I want to be her friend. (laughs) And actually she's best friends with Reese. 
I think I'm yeah. sure they're best. I'm like, hey, Reese, do you want to give her some stuff? <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> now, what's um, one of your favorite stories that you've heard from a customer or a retailer or an influencer, like someone who has your products and love it? Have you heard any great stories about, you know, why they love it or what they use it for? Well, I mean, the thing that I'm actually pretty excited about right now, because this just, we just kind of like lined this out, but we're going to be doing a collaboration with the town of Seaside, Florida, that'll be launching this summer with a custom print that we, you know, designed for them that kind of celebrates everything that is Seaside. And um, I think the thing that what like meant the most was that they approached us and asked us to design something for them, which I was like, wow, like, how do you know about us? <laughs> <laughs> but um, that, I mean, that was the, the biggest compliment to me that they, they came to us. But um, yeah, I, I mean, I hear stories all the time about, you know, people that buy it, people buy our products a lot as gifts. Mm-hmm. And I always hear the story about, oh, I just, um, I gave, you know, your, your tea towels or your napkins or your pillows or whatever. And people, the recipient just went bananas. They loved it. And so I just love hearing those stories because that's what this brand is about is, you know, celebrating those places and those things that are meaningful for people and, you know, just being a part of that moment. So I love Mm -hmm. that. That is so great. And I'm sure that collection with Seaside is going to be beautiful. And I mean, how great is it that they came to you and know about your brand and picked you out of, you know, I'm sure hundreds of brands to, totally. to partner with. Totally. So now I have some fun, short answer, little questions okay. um, to get to know you. So my first one is what's your go-to drink order, whether it's, you know, your Starbucks or coffee or it's a cocktail, like what, what's your go-to drink order, would you say? Well, I, you will not find me without a Yeti full of unsweet flavored tea, like a peach tea, a mango tea. I, I am highly addicted to it. That that. would be my go-to drink order. I love tea. I don't drink coffee, but I am a tea person. So do you like hot tea or cold tea or both? I do iced tea. I see. Yeah. Good. And I prefer actually, if we're going to get serious about this, I prefer good (laughs) ice because, and by that, I mean like the sonic ice, like like chewable, like nugget ice. I prefer that. (laughs) I love that. I actually don't (laughs) drink coffee either. I'm a tea drinker, but I'm like a hot tea drinker. I mean, I, I will drink cold tea too, but it's like I have multiple cups of tea a day. <laughs> That's awesome. I need to get more into into hot tea as well because I'm such a cold tea person. I mean, but at least it's warmer down there in Dallas. Like with me, I feel like I can't wake up here outside of Philadelphia when it's cold out without like a warm cup of tea or like go to bed <laughs> with some chamomile tea. Totally, totally. Um, okay. What's the last thing you've read, whether it's, you know, a blog or a business book or maybe just a book for fun? Like what's the last thing you've read? Well, I'm currently reading um, a book by Jonah Berger called Contagious, Why Things Catch On, which is oh. like, super interesting. He's a um, actually a Wharton professor in marketing. So I'm like, hey, I'm going to learn as much as I can about this. Definitely. I'm writing this down because I'm going to yeah. look this book up. I love business books. So yes. I'm going to look that one up. So now um, your products are used a lot for decorating um, and making the home pretty. So what's one tip for decorating that you have? And also with your interior design background, like what's one of your decorating tips that you could share with everyone? Yeah. um, Well, I always think about um, 
like I think about a room where like all the main pieces of furniture are basically just a palette with obviously good lines, you know, you have to have good lines, but then you can always freshen up a room with new pillows and art. And so I kind of just think about like the room as the palette and then you can just like switch out pillows and art and like kind of have a whole new perspective on the room. Yep, for sure. Um, Now on the flip side to that, what's one tip for entertaining or must have for entertaining? Um, I always have flowers and a good soundtrack because I think, Mm. you know, when people arrive having some music playing, I know that sounds cheesy, but I think it definitely elevates the mood. Definitely. Is there like a Spotify playlist you like or a certain musician that you think is always good? Hmm. Um, Let's see. We have, we have one that we always play that's like that my husband Taylor has created for like entertaining. So I need to like figure out a way to make that public for people. Yeah, I feel like that'd be so fun if you shared that on Instagram. Yeah, I should totally do that. Definitely. Um, what's one thing that you can't wait for, for this spring or summer? Um, well, every year we spend a couple weeks um, up in the mountains of North Carolina with my husband's family and it's amazing. It's like heavenly. <laughs> that sounds so nice to unplug and be with nature and family and just have a good time. It's amazing. And we usually don't go until August, which makes for a really long, hot summer in Texas. By the time we get up there, we're like, (laughs) it's like 70, 60 degrees there. And we're used to 110. Yeah, I love that. (laughs) So now this is probably a hard question, but what's your favorite product or print? I know everyone says it's like choosing their favorite kid, but right now, what's your favorite product or print on your website? Well, I mean, I always like my my gut is to go back to like the 50 states blue hydrangea mm-hmm. just because that was the first one that I've yep. said before. It just gave me chills and I just I knew I was onto something it. And um and I would say as far as the product goes, um that's hard. Uh <laughs> <laughs> um well, the pillow is especially the square pillow. That's the one that really sort of ties me back to that original dream of, you know, designing bedding from when I was eight. So that's like the one where I like pinch myself and say, I'm actually doing it. But I do love the new plates. The new melamine dinner plates are awesome. Yeah. So So now do you think you'll design bedding someday in the future? Like never say never sort of thing? Never say never. Never say never. I mean, I mentioned how, you know, we have so many different prints and it's just really hard to inventory that number of Mm -hmm. prints, especially in something so big and expensive like bedding. So that's hard, but um, never say never, right? Yep, for sure. Now, are there any sneak peeks you can tell us or something that's coming out, whether it's a new print or a new product or a fun collaboration that we can sort of keep our eyes peeled for? Yeah, um, well... I mean, I, I mentioned the collaboration with Seaside, so mm-hmm. that's exciting. Um, and then I guess print-wise, um, I'm excited to um, develop some prints that are, like, using icons um, for, from the military. Um, oh, yeah. Because I think that, I mean, I have such respect for the military. And mm-hmm. I know that there are, that is a huge tribe of people who are so passionate about about the thing that they're passionate about. And yeah. so I'm, as I said before, I'm always looking for ways to um, kind of bring my idea to life inside that community. And so um, 
I'm really excited to add uh, that capsule collection, hopefully towards the end of this year. And then, I mean, I've got some fun like additions to my pastime collection and pups collection. Mm-hmm. Um, and then product wise, um, we're going to be launching melamine serving platters. Oh. And um, to kind of like go alongside our plates mm-hmm. and um, coasters and guest towels. So, oh, so fun. Yeah. So we're excited on that. Very cool. So my last question is, where can people find you? Can you let everyone know your website, your social media handles, all of that stuff so they can follow along and buy? Sure. So we're um, honeyandhank.com is our website. And our Instagram handle is at honeyhank, um, which people always ask if it's honey and Hank, which it's not because there's actually a a woman with two dogs named Honey and Hank and it was already (laughs) taken Oh my gosh, so it's too at Honey Hank, and um, then we're in almost 200 boutiques nationally. So um, there may be a store near you that also carries us. Awesome! <laughs> well, thank you so much, Jenny. Yes, absolutely. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to the Preppy Podcast. I hope this put a little prep in your step for the day. Please subscribe, rate, and review on wherever you listen to your podcast, and follow along with at the Preppy Podcast on social media. 